and then I see it. What do you see? It's an orange beacon of light. <laughs> it's the most beautiful porta potty you've ever seen. Pristine. At the top of the hill. That's right, because there was a little it's bit of a hill. At the top of the hill, right. you could see it. It looked like the Statue of Liberty calling me home. <laughs> This is Lori Diamond, and I'm a big-ass runner from south-central Pennsylvania, where we play host to the Pennsylvania portion of the Appalachian Trail. They don't call it Locksylvania for nothing. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Prick. Well, thank you, Lori. Hey, Stephen, have you ever been on the Appalachian Trail? You know, I haven't, actually. I've heard it's pretty amazing. It's on my bucket list. Welcome to episode seven, Stephen. Isn't seven like a... Wait a minute. (laughs) It's episode six. I got Uh, ahead of myself. Because we're sevens with the Enneagram. That's right. We get so excited about number seven. We're Enneagram sevens. It is episode six of the Big Ass Runner podcast. Welcome. I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Pritt. We have an awesome episode, Stephen, planned today. We've got a couple of really cool things. We have a tale from the trail. Yes, I think this one's going to be one to, to remember for sure. I think people are going to resonate with this one. Yep. And we have a little thing called Trail Mix. The cool thing about Trail Mix, it's either about music or it's about food. And what, I mean, those are two good topics. Right. All, all trail runners love. Which one's it going to be? You're going to have to wait and see. Yep. Hey, but first, we do want to tell you a little bit about a trip we just took. We took a big trip out to the great state of Colorado. and I love Colorado. It was awesome. You know, a lot of Texans go to Colorado. We escape the heat. Here in Texas, it's very hot during the summer, especially in August. Yeah. I think, I think it was like 100 and something while our families were here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, families. <laughs> yeah. We're headed to the cool, yes. the cool temps of Colorado. And I think Colorado, if you're listening and you are from Colorado, check me on this. I think they have a love-hate relationship with Texans. I think so. Yeah. I don't think that not all Texans are welcome in Colorado. You know, they love the money we bring to their economy. Right. But I'll now be honest, sometimes Texans act like knuckleheads in Colorado. I've, I've heard that. I've even seen posts about that. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. interesting. Yeah. Well, I do want to tell you about our trip because it was a big deal. We were very excited. And just to set the stage a little bit, it's it's Stephen and I, Timmy Time was there, our buddy Scott, our buddy Taylor, our buddy Chris. All of us, we do stuff together. A lot of us run trail races together. We have been for years and years. So it's a a great group of guys. Um, We're going to fly to Denver. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to drive two hours to a trailhead. Yep. We're going to load up 50 pounds of stuff on our back. Now, some of us had more stuff on our back than others, Stephen. What was the deal with that? I think that maybe because you were the newer guy, I think people kind of <sighs> maybe hazed you a little bit. And you might have had a couple extra bags of hot tamales or fuel. Or I think something. they heard I was a Clydesdale and thought, well, he must be able to carry extra stuff. Sure. You're yeah. so good at the trail running. Why not? I found uh, poop shovels in my backpack. <laughs> I found extra extra fuel in my backpack. Right. I found all kinds of stuff. So we load up at the trailhead. We hike four miles. Now, I just want to say, we have to translate that a little bit because maybe some of you guys think, oh, four miles. Oh, it's nothing. In trail running language, it's nothing. You know, I, I do that as my warm up. Again, this is backpack on. I packed way too much stuff. You did. And we all did. Yeah, it's four miles, but it, it is not a straight four miles. It is not a flat four miles. And I have to say, 
it was difficult for me. I don't, I mean, I could not wait to get that pack off. Well, imagine hiking uphill four miles with teenager on your back. That's, That's what true. we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like Yoda, you know, or Luke Skywalker carrying <laughs> Yoda, Yoda. but it was a very large Yoda. Yoda's kind of chubby. Uh, yeah. He's That's true. Chubby, yeah. He's so. been, he's been, <laughs> yeah. So we hike four miles. We set up camp yep. at this beautiful lake. So we were in beautiful Colorado country, um, right around Milturn and uh, Lake Constantine area. It's gorgeous. But beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, when you when you have a trip like this in your head, you're you know it's pristine, right? It's beautiful. The flight's going to be perfect. You're going to drive. You're going to carry your your pack up the hill. You're going to find the perfect campsite. The weather's going to be spectacular. You're escaping 105 degrees in Texas. It's crisp, 40 degree temperatures yeah. in Colorado. It's going to be perfect. We've been planning all of this too. We've been planning. It's kind of like when you when you picture your first trail race. I right. remember my first trail race. I'm like, man, I'm I'm ready to go. I've got all my stuff. It's going to be perfect. You know, I can't wait for the aid slash comfort stations. Everything's going to be fantastic. All of a sudden. Things don't always go your way, Stephen. But it was it was getting dark because of the clouds and also the rain. Now, one other thing to, to remember, mm-hmm. there were fires all over Colorado. In fact, we were worried a little bit about that. So very dry, lots of fires. And quite honestly, Colorado needed the rain. Yes. It, it, it was good in that regard. I feel like the Texans brought the rain with them. Yep. Again, love-hate relationship. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're welcome. Something we don't, normally don't bring is rain, obviously. Yes. So it started to rain. We, we set up camp as fast as we could. We got in our tents. And then I think it stopped after a little while. Yeah, a little off and on. But again, we're going to bed like we're toddlers. It's like 6 p.m. It was like 6 <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. Right. So what do you do other than stare and, and look around? So. Now, I had never really done camping to this level. We're talking about there's no potties anywhere no no you bring your you bring your trowel you bring a trowel you're digging your own hole yeah. so you got that to overcome tasty warm meals out of boiling water yeah you boil water you pour it into a bag <laughs> you, you had shake delicious it up lasagna. i had lasagna i had to bring lasagna because of marcy Baser, but right. that lasagna was awful yeah out of the bag was awful you're it's just not it's not what you're used to in the, the sleeping situation so i was told get a great sleeping bag yep which i got one and invest in a mat. Right. Like, okay. No, right. That's good. That's good advice. I mean, you want to sleep as best you can considering the circumstances. So I spent a fair amount of money. I could have bought three trucker hats with what <laughs> I paid for this mat. Yes. Let me tell you what. People that make camping equipment make camping equipment that doesn't freaking squeak. Yes. Like, you can't move without this thing squeaking. I thought there was a full basketball game going on in it's your tent so, oh my because gosh. of the stopping and squeaking. And not just my tent, every tent. So we had about, so picture five little tents, two, two person tents across, you know, this little campsite, a little flat ground. Now myself and another friend, Scott, we were above you guys a little bit because yep. we had a different sleeping arrangement. We had these hammock tents, yep. but we could hear you guys squeaking. Oh my gosh. It felt it, like an NBA game down there. It was, <laughs> and you couldn't move because you didn't want to squeak. Right. And so you're like, how how long can I lay here before I can actually turn? I'm a side sleeper. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be hard. And I move a lot. Right. And so I'm back and forth and I'm like, how long? So I'm just sitting there counting the hours. How long do I have to stay in this position? You're like a rotisserie chicken. Like every hour you had to turn. No, I was unlike that. I couldn't move. It was terrible. Well, I actually had a little issue too, which is really weird because right in the middle of the night, I had... 
this is sounds really weird. I just started shaking. And it wasn't that I was cold. It wasn't that I was hot. It wasn't that I was a fever. I have no idea, but my body started shaking. So in the middle of the night, I was like, kind of like, like Jeff said, we're out in the middle of nowhere. So I was trying to tell one of our friends, like, hey, I'm just shaking for no reason. I have no idea why. So that was interesting in, in itself. It was very interesting. We called, called it the Pritz after the that. Pritz. The yeah, Pritz, yeah. Like Everyone's Pritz got the Pritz. Uh-oh. If you're shaking and quaking, you got the Pritz. You got the Pritz. But we did make it through the night. Neither of us got any sleep. Mm-mm. But the next day, we're going to go on this really cool hike. We're actually going to hike our very first 14,000-foot peak. Yeah. We're very excited. And some of you guys don't know, that's a big deal. When you go to Colorado, there are, I don't know, 50-plus, 14... It was 58, maybe? 50, 59, yeah. something like that? Yeah. 14ers? So we thought we're going to hike up one of these really amazing 14ers. Are we ever... So we get up, shake it off, and we proceed to go up the mountain. We start hiking, and as we start hiking, the higher we go, the harder the rain starts coming down. Yep. And the lower the temperatures go. Right. And this isn't like you're just walking on a path. At some point in time, the path disappears, and it's just sheer rock, boulders. Wet rock, wet boulders, not a great combination. A little bit of mud. Yeah. You made a very strategic and wise decision. So I have a little confession to make. I was a little bit nervous, you know, just because of that weird shaking thing. You weren't feeling 100%. I wasn't 100%, but, you know, I'm always up for giving it a go. I've been caught in a hailstorm before up in Colorado with hail and stuff in the mountains. Let me tell you, that is not fun, especially when it starts lightning. So I kind of raised my hand, wasn't shy and say, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to turn around and go back. And one of our buddies on the trip, he's like, I was so glad somebody else I raised was it. Steven. So we, we trekked it down. I'm like, we're going to go back and make some coffee. And as we started getting down to the campsite, it started to rain and not just a little bit, a lot. Yeah. The other six of us. Kept going. Yeah, a little further. Went a little further, but quickly realized, bad decision. <laughs> Weren't you guys like huddled underneath like We're, a rocker? We are huddled, shivering under this huge boulder, freezing cold. You're probably at 12,000 feet by that time? 12,000 feet. People are throwing out words like hypothermia, starvation. Medvac. Medvac. <laughs> Prayers. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what have we done? You know, I, again, I'm a newbie at this, and so I, I don't know what I don't know. I'm just like, is this is, normal? Is this normal? And they're like, no, we're heading back down. And Do we lose one person each trip? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did not, did not want that to happen. So we started hiking back down, and we made it. Yep, we made it. But then, as we got back to camp and we reunited with Stephen, what we realized is we got word that the weather was only going to get worse. Yes, and I'm sitting there going, I'm soaking wet. Mm-hmm. We can't have a fire because there's a fire ban because of all the other fires around. Right. So we can't get warm around a fire. Right. Everything's wet. So, I mean, everything is wet. Like people's tents are underneath starting to float away. Yeah, there's, there's water. There's rivers running through our campground. We, we really had to make little little moats to get the water out of the campground. It's unbelievable. We're freezing cold. <laughs> And I just remember, I'm so we had we had put up a tarp to kind of protect our gear. And I actually remember this because I looked over, I was packing up or thinking about it or whatever. I looked over at you and you're huddled underneath that tarp. I was huddled underneath the tarp. I'm sitting there shivering, freezing cold. And what's running through my mind is we've got to pack up this entire camp. It's going to take us probably two hours in the pouring rain. Because we decided that 
based on the weather report. We like, got we got to head out. This is gonna. There's no way to. There's physically no way to dry off. I don't there's, think there because it's so wet. No fires. Jeff had mentioned. We're yeah. worried about hypothermia. It's in the 40s. <laughs> yeah. It feels colder than that. But let's be honest. Yeah, I feel like a nice bath. Let's so just, I'm sitting there. It's it's pouring down rain. You hear the drops hitting the tarp. I'm shivering cold. No way to get warm. There's two hours of packing, and then there's. Four hours of hiking back down. And the gear is wet. The so gear that- is heavy and wet. Even though we had gotten rid of some food, we still had all, yeah, was, everything was wet, so it was heavy. And I'm just feeling super sorry for myself. Yeah. And this is your first trip like this. This is not an easy thing. Right. And then I thought, you know what? Okay, hang on. I'm here. I'm with some of my best friends in the world. Right. We're surrounded by beautiful mountains. Yeah. There's trees. The one thing Colorado needs right now is rain. Absolutely. And the Texans brought the rain clearly. Once we contributed. Right. Exactly. And so I thought, man, this is actually a blessing. This is an opportunity. This is a story. This is a memory that I'll have the rest of my life. Why are you feeling sorry for yourself? You have a body that can carry 50 pounds of pack <laughs> or a little bit extra that we put in there and a little extra that thrown into the Clydesdale's pack. I'm like, why are you feeling sorry for yourself? This is a soup. This is a blessing. And it just maybe remember and, and something I want to encourage, you know, the, the big ass runner community out there, the herd, sometimes things don't go your way. Yep. Uh, sometimes in a run, your, your stomach turns, you might get no, the shakes for no reason. <laughs> yeah. You get the Prits yeah, all you get of a the, sudden, right? Your nutrition isn't there. Maybe you get a small injury or sometimes you're just not feeling it. Yeah. But man, just think about just what the blessing is of being out, being able to run, being able to be outside. We didn't have masks on. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right? We yeah. were we social distancing. We had some nice clean air. Nothing wrong with that, but we just had some nice clean air to do that. And so my encouragement is just, just to think about the blessings in life, the small things that you can grab onto, the stories that you get to make. And it's, it's basically because we were together. We were with friends. We were part of a community yep. going through this shared experience. And what a great story we have because yeah. of it. I think that's right, Jeff. I mean, I think, you know, when you you think about things like that, that's one of the aspects of traveling that we love. I mean, it's just doing something, doing hard things together. And not every day is an awesome day. There's days you don't feel like getting up and running. There's days, but having a community, having people with you to do that, I think that is one of the unique aspects of the sport. You know, whether you're the fastest elite person or, or you're the slowest, the slowest, or the person who's just starting out. So uh, I'd much rather do it with people than than not. And I think that's that's a great point, Jeff. With that, we are ready to get this big ass runner episode number six, Stephen. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, listen, we have another segment we want to do that we've done before, and this is called Tales from the Trail. Ooh, so, what's that about? Yeah. So we've got t- Timmy time here. We've got Jeff. And uh, so Tales from the Trails is basically something that we've all encountered and experienced. And we're either at a race or we're out on the trails and we always have these memories of the, the, the thing that happened. And so we like to spend some of our time with you guys telling us some of our favorite tales from the trails. So this one is going to be kind of fun because what's unique about it is it's about a race that both Tim, Jeff, and I ran. And I know some of our listeners actually might be doing this race this year. It's kind of a popular one, at least in this region. Yep. It's called the Rocky Raccoon. Last year, we decided to do this race 
altogether. And so this is a story from Rocky Raccoon. And that's one of the things we love about trail running is doing things as a group, as a community, because there's always something funny or interesting that happens. And there's tons of memories. Oh, there's so many memories, so many memories. So this, let's, let's set up this course a little bit. I think that's going to be important to the story. Yes, exactly. So this is out in East Texas area. Yeah, Huntsville. Huntsville. Huntsville, That's right. Piney Woods, Mm -hmm. Piney Woods. And this is a single track course, right? And this isn't a loop. So this is an out and back. Most of, Now, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Stephen, talk a little bit about the course itself. Yeah, so there are three races going on somewhat at the same time with different starts. Yep. So the 50-miler got started first, which obviously takes a little bit more time, except for people like Tim. Yeah, no um, kidding. So like an hour. That one was basically you go out and you just don't come back. <laughs> and then sometimes you turn around and then you come back. But but what happens once you once you get back is you that's half you're, right you're halfway yep. done halfway you go so right you gotta back. turn around and do the whole yeah. thing again you go right back to the start oh my gosh and turn around and do it again so Tim did that one with another friend of ours Scott which he'll be on the show later on yep and then I did the the fifty k which you get the same medal for so it doesn't really matter you get the same t shirt so mine was a little bit different because it was an out a back back out again and then we did the first half of tim's race yep now jeff started after all of us and tell us about yeah yours. i had undertrained, so i did the the half marathon which is still you hey, know great, great accomplishment jeff right? you ran 13 stinking miles 13 what, what miles what was your conversation with us at the house the night before um, I wish I did the 50 miler. No, remember we were talking about it and you were like, when did doing a half marathon <laughs> yeah, become right. weak? Only, yeah, I'm only doing a half only. marathon. Yeah, shout out to all you half marathoners. That's a, that is a huge accomplishment. 5Ks, yes. half marathon, whatever yeah. you're doing. Five, exactly, 5Ks a day. Yeah. Ellie, shout <laughs> yeah. out to yeah. Ellie. So, yes, so I'm doing the, the half marathon and just a, a little bit of background information about my particular digestive system. Yes, it's it's definitely um, race sensitive. It's it's, <laughs> it's part of the story. So for years I, before a race, my body would shut down. It was close for business. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening before a race, during a race, after a race. It shut. It's all business. It's down. focused. It was no business. No business. It's locked <laughs> in. No business. And something changed. I don't know what it was. It was maybe about six months before this race. All of a sudden, the body said. You know, holding all that in is not the greatest idea. Right. I'd be lighter if I let it all go. Right. So a little Braveheart. Freedom. Freedom, yeah. (laughs) My body was yelling Braveheart. I felt a little drawn and quartered, quite honestly. So, yeah. So all of a sudden, pre-race, I'm like hitting the porta potty several times. Several times. So the race hasn't even started yet. And this is several races before the Rocky Raccoon, okay. this is happening. So I'm like, okay, something, something interesting is happening here. I'm not sure what's going on. There's a there there. There's a there there. Don't know what that means, but there is a there there. <laughs> so I take care of the... And I, and I hate to talk about poop, but you know what? It's part of life. Oh, is that what you're talking about, poop? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. And so I take care of some business before the race, and then the race starts. And, and I think I'm the last one to go because it's the shortest distance. That's perhaps. right. Perhaps. It was, yeah. And I'll be honest, I had the, the best trail of anyone because on the half marathon, you run all you run halfway up, mm-hmm. and there's a great aid station at the top of the hill. That one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was we're like, going to talk a little bit about that yeah. in a second. <laughs> you turn around, 
and you run right back down. Yeah. And you're done. It's a good course. Anybody who's thinking it's about doing it. It's a great course. It really is. A good time of year, good weather, relatively flat-ish. Pretty yeah. flat. Some hills. Yeah. Not um, a lot of roots. Soft pine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So easy on the joints. Some sand. Some sand. Yeah. Um, great people. Great runners. So good good course for you. Awesome aid station. Yep. Great aid station. So, okay. You're trucking I take, along, doing take good. Take care of my business. I start the race. I'm going. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Mile three, mile four. All of a sudden, about mile four and a half, <laughs> the body is like everything on your inside, I want on your outside. I mean, it's like. <laughs> it's calling a timeout. It's like, <laughs> I got to go. Right. And it's a code brown. It's, a code it is a brown. real, this is not a pretend code. You know, sometimes you have a pretend code brown. And you're like, oh, okay, that's over. Right. Nope. This is a four alarm code brown. So wait a minute, you're at mile four. And, yeah. And aren't the aid stations like every five to the six? The next aid station's at the turnaround. Right. Which is at six and a half miles. Oh, that's right, because it's halfway. It's halfway. So you have... So you have like four minutes the way you run. The way I run? No, the way I run, <laughs> I got, I'm a good hour away. <laughs> And so you got to decide, well, this, this course, there's not a lot of, I mean, even though there's a lot of trees are tall trees, so there's not a lot of hiding that could happen. Well, and there's also, they're pine trees. Big they're, so, pines. Yeah. They're, they're pine trees. And I've, no, I've, no broadleaf. You know how many times I've pooped in the woods? Zero. Really? Zero. No experience. No experience. I'm like, what in the heck am I going to do? I bet you're just freaking out. Freaking out, so I'm just like, okay, because this is unusual, right? Normally the body shuts down, right? So right? Yeah. don't don't have this problem. So closed, closed. So closed. So I just go. I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to do, but keep going, right? Just keep going, channeling your inner Dory, right? Just keep- Puckering up, <laughs> stride changes, strides a little shorter, always a little short, but even shorter, right? And like, man, if I can somehow make it to this aid station. You know it's there. You know it's there, and you're you're hoping that there's a an outhouse. But if there's not, I'm running past, and I'm finding something. You right? want some hope. You want I just I wanted something, a lifeline, a, something, a beacon of light. But then you start your mind starts playing tricks with you. Oh, I bet there's not going to be one. There's not going to be an outhouse. And if there is, I bet there's a long line because I'm sure everyone else is having the same problem, right? So I'm going, and I'm like, okay, and you're kind of you know you're counting down, right? You're counting down, okay. Two and a half miles, only a mile and a half, Mm -hmm. half a mile, and then I see it. What do you see? It's an orange beacon of light. (laughs) It's the most beautiful porta potty you've ever seen. Pristine. At the top of the hill. That's right, because there was a little bit of a top of the hill. You could see it. It looked like the Statue of Liberty calling me home. (laughs) Have lights on it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was glowing. It was glowing. But then of course then you're like, oh yes, but it's so beautiful. Right. There's going to be 20 people in line. Or is it a mirage? Or is it a mirage? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I get closer and closer. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm bracing for disappointment. Impact. Yeah. Throwing up a little prayer. <laughs> like right. I'm just, I know this isn't going to work out. It's going to work out, but not in my favor, if you know what I mean. Right. And so I, I get closer and closer and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There is no line. Well, of course, there's going to be someone in it. Right. There's going to be someone in it. Right. I make my way to it five feet, four feet, three feet, looking for that red. That's right. Is it going to be red? Red or green? green? Right. Not only is it bright orange and glowing, there's a green says go. But was it a false green? No. (laughs) Open it. No one inside. And this is the, this is the, it's it's never been used. (laughs) 
I'm the first one to use this. I'm shedding a tear. It is. It, I did too. That, that's a beautiful sight. <laughs> and man, I stayed in there. I, I'll stop with the right. glory details, but let's just say. You shed more than a tear. <laughs> <laughs> shed more than a tear. It was beautiful. I got out of there. They had Purell. This is even before COVID, but they still had Purell. Right. That's where they had the people giving back massages, right? They had, I know. This place, it was like the, the eight stations of eight stations. Yeah. It was like the four seasons of yeah. eight stations. Wasn't there a guy dressed up as a snowman or, or Santa Claus? Or, I can't remember, but it was amazing. Uh, yeah. I had the second half of the race was downhill. Yeah, so you just had to turn around and come back. <clears throat> I was lighter. And so I'm running back you know, to, to finish my race. And that's when Steven had to turn around and come back and you saw me, we crossed. Well, yeah. So I had to do it down and back down and then I had to go hit there. So the thing that was interesting was I didn't had an, had an eight station yet. And you so zero. I had zero. So I'm thinking there's going to be an eight station around mile five or six. Usually what they have, this was mile nine or 10 for me before I saw an eight station. So as Jeff had mentioned, there's a hill that you come off this beacon of light. It's like you come out of this city of aid stations with food and Jeff has grapes. And, no, it's, kidding. <laughs> it's like this whole parade. It is. It's like a carnival. It's like a carnival. I'm running up because I'm thinking I'm five miles late for an aid station. I'm kind of thinking I'm lost. And here I hear Jeff. He's like, there's a porta potty. There's a porta potty. As if like there was some kind of shortage. He's like, it's amazing. He's like, there's an aid station. And, and you know, and I was thankful that there was something, but I have never seen such an evangelist. He was like a new man. He was just like, there's a porta potty. There's food. Like, like he'd been lost forever. It was one of the fun. And he's like trucking down this hill. I'm like, hi. And he's like, yeah. And he just like kept on going. <laughs> it's like high five. It was like he had a whole new lease on life. It oh, was halfway done. He was halfway done. It was done. half lighter yeah. than I was before. It was awesome. I think he clocked like a 430 mile <laughs> after that. I mean, yeah. he was flying after that. Yeah. So even though we're talking about, you know, poop here, sometimes, yeah. and this is one, I think one lesson that I've been learning doing trail running. There are a lot of lessons, all kidding aside. I, I really yeah. think that trail running definitely teaches you a lot of things. It does. Stay positive. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. And enjoy the little things. In this case, it felt like a big thing. <laughs> it felt like a real big thing. But it kind of is, though. I mean, it you're, is. you're getting some hope. And, and and all kidding aside, what I loved about it is Jeff was so eager to share that with me. Because <laughs> he had, I mean, he didn't know my journey. And he, I, honestly, like, I had been running for 10 miles. I, I literally thought, are there any aid stations at all? I'm going to do all 32 miles with nothing. And the fact that he shared that. And that's kind of what I love too, is, you know, a lot of that was trail running. It's like, we've talked about before, Tim, you've mentioned Mm -hmm. this, you know, is people are just like encouraging each other, sharing it, keep on going, finding hope in adverse situations. And that's kind of what trail running is. So thanks for sharing that story, Jeff. It was awesome. And and it's it's really fun to, to have those. It was the orange beacon of light. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give kudos and shout outs to the Big Ass Runner community out there. Today, we've got one that's really, really cool. Yeah. So, Jeff, this is this is awesome. So, you know, we've been kind of, I think a little bit even on social media, calling it the herd, you know, just the community of people. And so, <laughs> yeah, there we go. go. 
Um, so one of the things that we really like is um, we've been talking about individuals. I think even early in the podcast, we're talking about doing things together. We want to highlight a local running club here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Team Dirt Invert. Team Dirt Invert. So this is a team of trail runners. Um, there's a couple of people that got it started. Um, I think we see each other. One of our favorite home courses, um, they're always out there organizing runs and doing things and they just seem like some really awesome people and we've exchanged some stuff back and forth on social media but team dirt invert and what i like about them is uh they're so encouraging they're so uh inclusive and they they really are an encouragement and they've got a great little following uh some really cool trucker hats by the way they do have cool trucker hats we see them a lot at Irwin park and we usually see them passing me yes exactly i know there they go yeah we we would actually try to run with them but they're usually quite a bit faster you could you could probably hang but i don't think i could well that's because only they're on their third lap (laughs) and we're just starting out on our first one i did see on social media i think it was saturday or sunday it was pouring rain we were in the same situation in college Colorado getting the rain. They were getting the rain here in the Dallas area, but they were right. still out there doing it. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you don't have a, a local one to, to join, like Dirt and Vert, look for one. There's also we have our own Strava group. So if you need a virtual group, we have that. Um, just look at us on social media on Instagram. There's a link to the big ass running. Uh, club on Strava. So kudos to you guys, Team Dirt and Vert. You guys are awesome. Mad props to you and a little shout out. So kudos to you guys. Well, Stephen, one of the things I feel like we have an obligation to the big ass runner community is to bring them information that's valuable. Yeah, I think that's part of our responsibility. So we have a new segment that we want to help, you know, make that happen. Absolutely. This is called Trail Mix, and it can be either about music. Which I'm really well versed in. So well versed. (laughs) Or it could be about food. Food, yep. And with me, this is Jeff. I've got Steven to my left, and then across from me here at the table is Timmy Time. Thanks for having me again. (laughs) (laughs) He's shy around the mic. That's actually not true at all. When he's not singing. When he's not singing, he's so shy. What is going on with that? I can't believe it. So what are we doing today, Stephen? So I thought we would do something just as more of a civil service to our listeners. Yes. You know, kind of like a cupbearer, you know, back in the old days when the king would, you know, get some things and before he would eat it. You know, they would have somebody who would taste it. Right, right. And if it was poison, that person would fall (laughs) over and the king would say, you know what, don't eat that. So, you know, we figured we're not that much of a servant, but... Are we willing to give our life... I think we would. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Depends. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> what we thought we would tell what the snacks are. We're willing to give a taste bud. That's right. We, yeah. we will sacrifice a few taste buds. So what yeah. we thought we would do is, you know, we all like to have different, you know, bars, protein bars. So we figured every once in a while we would test them out and then let you know what our thoughts are. That's what we're going to do on this episode of Trail Mix. Fantastic. Love it. We're excited. All right. So let me open this up. I have, let me see here. What is that? Oh, it's yellow. It's yellow. Okay. So this is called an RX bar. I think you can... That's pretty popular. Yeah, I think you can get these pretty much anywhere. So what I like about these is um, they have simple ingredients and they're packed with protein. So they have 10, 12 grams of protein, but I think what's really nice for all of you guys are maybe you're healthier. Three egg whites, and this one has five pecans, four cashews, 
a partridge in a pear tree. No, it has two dates, and of course, what we like about it is no BS. That's no not, BS. Are you serious? Yeah, no BS. I mean, it's just this is straight up honest. Yeah, because we right? hate BS. We hate BS. Yeah, none of that. So this one we're gonna try today. We're gonna sample it. I'm gonna I'm gonna chop it up here. Okay. And um, he's chopping it up with his fingers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> They've been well, washed. Edward yeah. Scissorhand yes. over there. I didn't, you know, couldn't wear them with our mask on. So this one is actually maple sea salt. Uh, maple oh. sea salt. I don't know if they grow this on the shores of Canada. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from. He's passing it around. We're going to talk about the smell of it. Holy the cow. feel of it. I can smell the maple it's already. Like pancakes. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you open this sucker <laughs> up, it's, you know what, what it smells like? It smells like one of those, those maple donuts. You oh, know, it does. You know those bars yeah. that have... Can, oh. can I brace uh, something real quick? Yeah. Don't love maple. What? Don't what? love maple. I don't know what it is. How I like regular you? syrup, but maple syrup. How are you Canadian? I'm not. That's the oh, thing. Oh, that's why. I'm Clydesdale, but oh, I'm not Canadian. Yeah. Come on, get it straight. Okay, well then, you know... I like sea salt though. So this is the RX bar. You can... I mean, there's tons of flavors they have, but yep. again, simple ingredients. This is maple sea salt. Oh, I almost ate it. Okay. So first of all, we're going to do, let's, let's do this guys. Let's do the smell thing. So, okay. all right. so Tim, why don't you start it's a syrup? syrup. <laughs> it's strong. Just straight up it's syrup. Strong. All right. Yeah. It smells like maple. I mean, just between all of us, it, it fills the room. Mm-hmm. I think I just said it smells like maple. <laughs> what I meant was it like, smells-, <laughs> smells like an old grandma. No, no Actually, no. that is actually a hundred percent. My old Canadian grandma. It smells like, <laughs> old like Canadian maple. grandma, even though I'm not Canadian. <laughs> right. We know a few Canadians and we have a, we have we actually have a few Canadian listeners. Heather, remember Heather did our first yeah. very first open for the first right. episode. Mm-hmm. She's from Canada. Heather, I know you're in South Africa, but this might be one for you. I don't know. Yeah. She, I think she'd like this. Yeah. Okay, so it smells delicious. Yeah, I, mean, I can tell you that. You mentioned donut. Yeah. It does smell like a maple donut. Yeah, it really does. And I love donuts. Let's go on to what it looks like. The tough thing about these protein bars, though. They don't look great. They, none of them look they great. None of them look great. <laughs> this one is is uh, square. Um, if you saw this laying on the trail, you would jump over it. Yeah, you. it's very unassuming. That's <laughs> Unless sure. you smelled it. Unless you smelled it. You would smell it. It does smell strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's um it's brown. It's you can see the nuts in there. You oh, can sticky. You can see the nuts oh, everywhere. Yeah. You can it's it's chock full and um you can definitely <laughs> easy now. Um you can also um see the there are chunks of like salt. All right, well let's just jump in there and uh let's go ahead and take a bite. Okay. It is definitely gooey. I would say that. It's still in a bar form. It's like a milk nut. That's great. It totally is. It's like yeah. a it's like a maple milk dud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Canadians made milk duds, you can just take a chunk and just roll mm-hmm. up in little balls. Yeah. I think the smell is better than the taste. Yeah. Again, I'm not a maple guy, so I'm I'm, I'm right. not loving it. All right. I love it. You do love mm-hmm. it. Wow, Timmy time. You're feeling yeah. it. I do. I've ran with these. You have this with flavor. Really? Not this flavor. Oh, with the, with bar. the RX bar. Yep. A little hard to swallow. I would during say, a race. D- yeah, during a race. That I would think this be, is not a during a race. Not a kind during of a race. This is a like pre. A pre. Yep. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna do a ranking on this. So um, I think what we'll do is ten is it's the best protein bar ever made, and I can't live without it. And one is I wouldn't feed this to my dog. Wow. Um, not that we would really say that about. I love my dog. Well, that's true. I don't have a, I don't have a dog, but if I did, I would love it. Yeah. Well, well maybe that's a bad thing to say. Then. One yeah. thing, though, in our ratings, rankings, yep. make sure you're not comparing it to normal food. Like lasagna. Candy. Yeah, that's a good point, because I'm thinking now is I want a donut. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now. So, all right, Jeff. So, yeah. since, since you're not a strong Maple Syrup fan, if you had to just... Yeah. Uh, 
So to Timmy's point, we're looking at food in this sort of category. So the best, that 10 would be the best bar you've had, not, right. not a powdered donut. Right. So, we'll just, so with that said, I'm not a maple guy. I do like RX bars normally. Mm-hmm. This is a two for me. Wow. Don't like the flavor. All right, Mr. RX. Yep. Uh, sounds like That's a, my prescription. A prescription for disaster. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go, Tim, and I feel like you're, you're, yours is almost gone, so I feel like you're, you're really enjoying it. He's hungry. I feel like it's good. I'm still still stuck to my teeth. I would probably give it a four. Okay. Maybe three and a half to four. Mm. I'm, I'm, I love the smell. I, I can't get the feeling of I want a maple donut instead. So, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Four's good. I think I'd give it a five. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the flavor of it. Lower than I thought. I thought you were going to yeah. give it higher. Because yeah. it looked like you were enjoying the smell and the taste. Right. I was, but then I had like three bites. Oh. <laughs> so I'm no math major, but it sounds like an average of about four here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess, okay. Yeah. I'm sure try some other flavors. Again, we're not endorsed clearly by clearly. RX, <laughs> yeah. nor will we probably ever be. Yeah. But uh, And we're just t- we're doing this flavor. Just doing like this I flavor. said, I've had other RX bar flavors. The blueberry. Blue. The blueberry is good. Strawberry. Yeah. Yep. Coconut. All right. But well, as a service, we wanted to do mm-hmm. the maple. Yeah, do the maple. Throw it out to some of our more international friends. Uh, yeah, so Arx Bar, I'm sure all of them are delicious. Oh, this so, one's, in our opinion. Yeah, not so much. A four. For flavor. All right, so there you have it. That's our service to you guys. Just some of the little things we do. You are welcome. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do for you. Well, Stephen, that's it for episode six. I can't believe it is over already. I know. Six are already done. And next one's ne- lucky number seven. <laughs> number seven. Seven is the best number. It is. I love it. As we know. Hey, thanks for joining us. One thing we would love to get your help on, Stephen, let us let them know how they can help us. Yeah. One thing that we could really use your help on. And again, we're so excited and honored, I guess. I don't know what the right word is. But thankful. Thank, yeah. Thankful for, for you guys for doing that. Um, if you guys could go on to uh, your podcast platform of choice, Apple Music or whatever, and just write a quick review. If you listen to the podcast, you like it, you think it's you know something that's entertaining, funny or whatever, it doesn't even have to be like war and peace. It could just be a sentence just or something. a smiley face or something like that. Any kind of review, hopefully positive, you know, well, would be nice. Of course. Uh, we would really appreciate that. We have four reviews right now on Apple Podcasts. Three of them I'm related to. That's right. Well, we I need mean, more. You got to get started somewhere. So <laughs> start somewhere. <laughs> well, hey, we are super excited about episode seven. As we said before, Marcy Baser is back. And Ooh. she's opinionated. Let that me is going to be trouble. <laughs> yes. That is going to be trouble. And back by popular demand, one of our most popular segments. That's true. Lots of people related to this one. It's called Don't Be a Dumbass. This is so controversial. Oh, my and gosh. Is it ever? Yeah. Can't wait to do it. It's a pet peeve of mine for sure. <laughs> well, hey, listen, thank you guys so much again. Write a review if you have the opportunity to do that. So we really are enjoying this and hopefully you guys are too. So until then, get out there and enjoy the trails. And keep running your asses off.